Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Ecom Sales Tax Podcast, a multi-state tax solutions production. In this podcast, our goal is to help e-commerce sellers and their advisors keep up with the constantly changing world of sales tax. So I have with me Dan Peisner. Hi, Dan. Hi there, Andy. And uh, let's get started, Dan. I've got some uh, what I think is some interesting developments or something I didn't know about before, and I'd like to get your input on it. Um, let me share my screen. I was just noticing this article that maybe our listeners are already familiar with. Do you see that screen, Dan, the um, Amazon business? I sure do. So, <clears throat> you know, uh, as part of our own firm, I mean, we go on Amazon ourselves and buy things, office supplies, et cetera. And uh, when I read this article, I thought, I wonder why, they're, why they would make a separate website for Amazon business. And so this article really piqued my interest. And, um, I mean, there's millions of sellers on Amazon.com. Uh, but apparently about three years ago, they created Amazon business. And now... Uh, they say they have over 1 million business customers, and I just registered today, as a matter of fact. Uh, they range from the very large enterprise-scale players all the way down to small businesses. Um, and there are 85,000 sellers uh, about that registered right now as a, uh, a business, as a seller on this um, Amazon business platform. And so they talked about why they got into this. And uh, they said, you know, we noticed that a lot of people are buying office supplies. And we thought, how can we serve those businesses and their vendors better? That's one thing I like about Amazon is that they're constantly, uh, you know, so laser focused on customer satisfaction. Um, so, um, they said, we're not trying to capture all business spending because, uh, say, 80% of business spending are on raw materials and, you know, uh, recurring purchases that are large. And those are subject to all sorts of negotiation. You have uh, the, the whole procurement department. Everything is very tightly negotiated. Uh, but they're not going after that. They're going after what they call the tail spend, which I guess they are saying is 20% of business purchases, supply purchases, are just random things like printer paper and bottled water and cables, etc. Um, and so they realize there's, there's an opportunity there if we can facilitate things for buyer and seller. And um, I thought this was really interesting because uh, if you think about trying to sell the businesses, yes, you can sell them uh, stuff through Amazon.com uh, as long as that business buys with the credit card and it's a normal fulfillment process through Amazon. But what if the, the business purchaser needs to purchase by invoice or by purchase order? And uh, what if they need a credit line? Um, what if you're the seller uh, or the buyer and you are uh, a, a government entity or a school or not-for-profit, which means in some states you would be tax-exempt? There needs to be some easy way to upload your certificate. 
your status. And so um, obviously this is what caught my attention here in our sales tax world. Uh, but they also talk about uh, some of the other benefits to the purchaser are is that you get some analytic tools so you can uh, look and see, hey, how much are we spending on bottled water and uh, how do we control that? So some interesting things there. And, and I guess the thing I thought was most beneficial to e-commerce sellers is that when they work with you, you, I have found ourselves when we wanted to work with some very big companies that there's a whole process just to get approved even to meet with them, let alone do business with them. And I know as a vendor, if you're trying to sell things to a very big company, then you have to be approved. There's lots of forms to fill out. Uh, and even if, say, you qualify in every way, your financial system also has to, your accounts receivable has to be electronic. You need electronic data interchange type platform that you have to qualify for. So what Amazon Business is saying is we've already done all that work. You know, we've already integrated with the very big platforms. And so what that means is SMBs get access to these larger com customers that they might not have had access to before. So I think that that's uh, a really interesting thing. I'd be interested how many of our listeners were already on top of that. Um, but it, it made me think, Dan, about the various exemptions that might be available out there and how they vary from state to state. So I'm going to share a chart on uh, what types of exemptions are out there on an entity basis. But first, let me share. I went to the Amazon Business website. And here's where you can create your free account to be a, uh, a purchaser. But you can also, um, w well, when you do sign up, so you can have multi-user accounts and you can use purchasing cards or corporate credit. Um, you can make tax-exempt purchases like it says right here. Um, and when you do sign up for an account, it's going to ask you, basically what's your role and what's your industry. So education, government, healthcare, that made me think about the exemption. But down here is where you can uh, register to, to become a business selling on Amazon. Uh, when you do that, uh, as when you sign up as a purchaser, um, there's going to be some prompts in there about what's your tax exempt status. And so uh, when you click on that, you get to read all about how their exemption program works the tax exemption program at Amazon. So I thought that was interesting. Um, Dan, any comments about all that? Uh, certainly. Uh, I, I think the, the tax exemption part is, is definitely a, uh, it's a valuable feature. Uh, anybody that's, that's been in, the, been in the, the consulting business for any period of time will tell you that uh, most, most companies, when it comes to exemption certificate management, it's, uh, it, it's, they print them off, they keep them in a big book and they're, you know, it's a, it's kind of a, a small thing until the auditor comes in and then it's suddenly it's everything. So the ability to, to come to set up and, and to, to, to get set up on there as an exempt seller once and have Amazon manage that certificate relationship rather than having to, to fill out copies of, you know, or half fill out as the case may be, we see a lot and send them in, do it once and get it right and have it managed uh, by, by Amazon and make sure that that certificate is 
uh, is always given out and that your your purchases are, are tax exempted right off the bat uh, is, is certainly going to be a, a boon to anybody that's that is one of these exempt businesses and buying uh, rather than having to, to go back and try to do it on the back end. Yeah. I mean, we've seen uh, so many audits where uh, it's a sample audit and the vendor, the e-com seller does, has basically accepted the word of the customer that, Hey, we're, we don't pay tax and then not charge them tax. And then it, the auditor comes in and samples, you know, one out of a hundred and says, Oh, well, obviously you don't collect you're, you're not collecting sales tax correctly on 1% of your sales. So I'll just assess you tax on 1% of your sales. It happens all the time. It's, uh, it's a constant thorn in the, in the side of our clients, unfortunately. So I, I kind of doubt that this is a pure panacea for all certificate woes, but it's certainly moving in the right direction. All right, let me share um, back to my screen here. Uh, let's see, where was I? Um, I want to share, I, I thought since purchasers can be nonprofit organizations, that it would be interesting just to look at um, across the big states, the 10 most populous states, which states tax purchases by nonprofit organizations? So sales to nonprofit organizations, uh, who, what states think that that's taxable? So California is one. Sometimes people are surprised by that, um, that any state, you know, why would a state tax a not-for-profit? What kind of state government is this? Um, so in general, the rule is that purchases made by a nonprofit organization in California are taxable. Uh, you may want to Google these tax code and see if your particular business qualifies for an exemption in California. Remember, charts are always the starting point, and uh, you always need to read the statute underlined to make sure you're clear on that. Um, and, and, yeah. Andy, uh, one thing I wanted to note with California is they don't know the meaning of the word exemption. They even tax sales to to the state and local governments. California sale to the state of California charge tax. Sale to the uh, the local school charge tax. Hey, don't jump ahead. I'm going to share the school thing, but yeah, we'll look at that. Uh, but you're right, Dan. Most states do not tax their own government entities. I mean, that's why they have a tax in the first place is to support their government processes, services. Apologies. Apologies. I should have said spoiler alert before saying that. Uh, yes. Um, and they would tax the federal government if they could, were it not for the uh, supremacy clause in the U.S. Constitution. So that's one government entity that is sure to uh, escape taxation uh, as long as it is the direct purchaser of the good. Florida exempts them. Georgia, taxable. Um, might want to check out this statute. Uh, the other state that taxes this is North Carolina, but North Carolina is a special case, right, Dan? Uh, yes, uh, Andy. The North Carolina, you have to pay the tax up front uh, but you can uh, 
but you can actually file for a uh, certain organizations qualify for a semi-annual refund of the of the taxes paid. Yeah. So if you're an e-commerce seller, then uh, you would charge tax to a nonprofit organization that you deliver to in North Carolina, and then it would be up to that organization to seek a refund if they so choose. Yeah. And, right? and that's, yes, that's correct. And uh, you will, uh, we always advise our clients to be very careful with this one because you will hear a lot of these, the nonprofits that, that don't understand will try to, to talk you out of exempting out of taxing them and say that they're a nonprofit and exempt. Uh, but you, you absolutely have to tax them, even if they ultimately can get it back. Uh, the, that that uh, argument will not work on the state when they come to you looking for the money. Very good point. Very good point. All right, Dan, uh, let's skip ahead to the schools then. And you mentioned that California uh, taxes schools as well. And so there you have it. Uh, let's see. We go down the other 10 states. There's North Carolina again. Um, yeah, they they do love their refunds. Yeah, I mean that's that's like selling things uh, with a rebate. You know, there's a certain percentage of the people that buy things that are subject to rebate will not actually apply for the rebate. So it's politically better to say, yeah, we exempt purchases by schools. Of course we do. They just have to apply for it. Um, and maybe, you know, 70% of the schools do, but then North Carolina saves that money on the 30% who don't. I'd be interested to know what percentage of schools actually send in for the refund. So among the top 10 states population-wise, uh, California sticks out like a sore thumb that they tax schools. North Carolina uh, taxes the sales to schools but allows a refund. So. Um, there you go. Dan, there's, there's, go ahead. I was say, one thing I did want to note with the schools is be very careful uh, whether you're dealing with a, uh, a public institution or a private institution with the, with the growth of charter schools and private institutions, that line can be blurred. Uh, some states do extend the, may extend their school exemption to certain private institutions and to some of the chartered schools but not every state does. So just because it, it says school on it does not always mean it's going to qualify for that exemption. All right. Thanks, Dan. All right. Well, hopefully this has been helpful to you e-commerce sellers out there. Be interested to find out if you already are listed as a business seller on Amazon, on Amazon business. Um, and these charts we will make available to you as well as links to the articles that we, that we referenced. And for those of you who that are part of the uh, inner circle, stay with us and we'll get to your specific questions. But Dan, thank you very much. See you next week. All right. Thanks for having me.